This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the two-minute drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Minute Drill Podcast. I'm Adam, joined by just Kev today. And it's been a couple weeks since we've had an episode. Everybody's been busy. It's a tough time of year for everybody. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, the Patriots are 2-1, and one, and we never got to talk about that real tough loss against Chicago. Uh, we can dive into that a little bit, but I really want to forget about that one because, unfortunately, Kev, we were both there. And other than the 10 minutes Sappy was in, it was not a fun night. But overall, the same kind of consensus is going on up to this point. The offense continues to struggle, but the defense continues to shine other than that Chicago game and Matt Judon especially. Uh, so, Kev, what kind of thoughts you got? I mean, it was like, I mean, you expect at this point, like we were talking about it a couple weeks back, and then we've been done a pod, what, two weeks now? I think two weeks, yeah. Um, and we were saying that this is a prime spot. Like, you're going to hit that same stretch as last year that you were like eight and three, eight and four, getting that matchup. But then you had that tough loss against Chicago. That was brutal, man. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, Chicago's been playing really well, and they seem like they have it all figured out. At this point, so I mean, like that loss looked bad then, but now it's not looking as bad because Chicago is actually competing with other teams. You did get a good victory against the Jets. You needed that really bad because if you lost that game, and you would have been screwed. And then your offense didn't do much. Your offense is struggling really bad right now. Defense is playing lights out. I'm pretty sure they're like ranked number two defense overall in the league. Um, so that's like the positive. So this bye week is very important for this team to figure it out on offense and you're five and four and you got a big game coming up in next week and you just gotta just keep battling man i don't it's tough i don't know why, how i personally feel about this team yeah it's, it's very difficult especially watching the offense the last few weeks like the chicago game we couldn't really get anything going other than a couple drives bailey zappy had what a crazy game that was. All the boos. We can get into that later. That was just unbelievable. But even Mac in the offense. You were one of them. Oh, we were both. Dude, you can't tell me the whole freaking crowd was not on the zappy train for those You moments, were man. one of them. Okay, can you admit you were too? No, I was not. Oh, don't don't try to act like the tough I, guy. Dude, I Everybody not, listening, we were in the zappy train together, all right? Don't dude, even I try. did not boo. I did not boo. I didn't boo, but yeah, I was chanting zap. I was chanting zappy. Yeah, disrespectful fan. Come on, come on. You can't tell me that. At least that was the only fun 10 minutes of that game. Other than that, we got destroyed. Dude, it was, I was frustrated, okay? It felt like a playoff environment when Zappy went in. It was crazy, bro. I honestly, I know it's a very small moment in the season, but I kind of get goosebumps thinking about how wild the crowd went as soon as he stepped in. And then he threw the touchdown. Like, that was that was like a storybook drive right there. But then they throw to Parker the next drive. Oh, but... yeah. That we See? See? You can't tell me you weren't chanting Zappy. Look how you're saying that right now. <laughs> the ball, man. When your offense actually like throwing down the field, it's a good thing to see. But sadly, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. Like, I think that if Zappy came in and he had a good second half, which I mean, I don't think he had a terrible second half in that game. They just, I mean, they, I think the game just got away from him. Mm-hmm, I um, agree. So, I mean, if the game was a lot closer, I think that you kind of see different play calls happen. Defense had a bad game, couldn't stop. The run game in that one, but if Pats win that game, Zappy is probably a starting quarterback going forward. So yeah, I mean, you ran around the hot hand, and that's what we talked about a lot. It was just a weird storyline after that game. How Belichick said Mac wasn't like completely ready, and I guess the plan going into it was what happened with Mac playing some of the snaps, and then Zappy kind of took over for the rest of the game. But like, I think Bill said 
he left Zappian in the second half because the game kind of did get, get out of hand. And I think one of the bigger plays of that game was at the two-minute warning before halftime. I think we had the ball and we fumbled. And Chicago was able to capitalize on that, and they get the ball back to start this third quarter and score again. So that's a big swing in that game right there. Just an overall tough loss. I know we needed to talk about it a little bit, but, man, that one stung really bad. But kind of back to the offense the last – basically all year, but uh, especially over the last couple of weeks – no David Andrews is an obvious issue right now for us. It really puts it into perspective how big and key he is on that offensive line. Cole Strange is struggling. Both of the tackles are struggling right now. And as much as we want to talk crap about Mac, it's it's a lot of people around him too. The play calling, deep shots, a lot of deep vertical play callings when Mac has no time. I know he hasn't made some good throws recently and made some bad decisions, but you, you want to blame it all on Mac, but you can't because other than uh, Jacoby Myers and Stevenson in the passing game, you know, Taekwon had that big game against the Browns, but other than that, he hasn't really done much. I know Parker, he got hurt a couple weeks ago. He hasn't been available, and he hasn't really done all that much the last few weeks, and Kendrick Bourne too. So, like I said, as much as you want to blame Mac and stuff, it's it's an overall offensive problem, not even just your quarterback. No, but there is, like, some – film that came out after the Colts game and like Mac had guys open and he just wasn't seeing the field and like it's because I think that he's afraid that he's just gonna get hit every single time he throws the ball and I don't blame him for that and I think Cole Stranger struggling is because he doesn't have David Andrews there to help guide him which is completely understandable it's good to have a guy like Andrews in your lineup every single week because he's one of the best centers in the league and a rookie guy like Cole Strange definitely benefits from that very much and I think James Ferenc is awful. I'm not a G- big James Ferenc guy, but I mean, it's like you said, the offensive line, if you can't get it going, it's going to be tough, but I'm not going to be surprised that they had one practice. I think they practiced yesterday. They're off until probably Tuesday, I'm assuming, or if like, they get back Monday. Don't know what they're going to do, but I wouldn't be surprised on the offensive line if you see a change and you see Mike Unwenu go to right tackle and Isaiah Wynn go to right guard just to mix it up and see if you can generate some type of like chemistry that way or just gain some positivity on that line. And then hopefully Mac and Patricia can figure it out and Bill, they can just try to figure out an offense and not be too predictable and get those guys. Like you said, Bourne needs to be more involved. Janu should get more involved because when he has on his hand, he's electric. I'm liking to see that Hunter Henry is like slowly up and coming. He was hurt with that shoulder injury that they didn't really discuss in the beginning of the year. So we kind of starting to see like, he's looking like himself. Just got to get these guys involved and give Mac time. It's all it is. But you know, this bye week is huge for this team and this offense. It is really big. We need to get right now because the schedule starts to heat up a lot uh, after the bye week, a big game against the jets. But I agree with what you said, especially John, we've been, uh, We've been waiting patiently for the Jono breakout game for about two years now, and who knows if it's ever coming. But, you know, you give him a couple passes in the flats and open space, he can really make plays. We saw it on that screen pass against the Colts. Was it the Colts or Jets? I'm starting to get the games mixed up because, you know, watching the offense over the last couple weeks has been very frustrating other than a couple plays. But you know what I do want to talk about, though? Let me ask you this. If Mac doesn't get that roughing the passer called on him before halftime against the Jets, and that's a pick six, is, ba- is Bailey Zappi the starting quarterback right now? Um, no, just because I think that you still – I think Belichick still trusted his defense to pull away in that game, which I think Belichick just kind of has a feeling for those things. And I don't think that you can bench Mac after the backlash that it got from the team when he did it for Chicago. You heard Jacoby Myers speak. Yeah. 
man. And you got to keep your locker room intact. And those guys really support Mac. And as they should, because he led you to the playoffs last year, he shows a lot of commitment. He is the first guy in, last guy out. So if that's your quarterback, which obviously Mac is the guy, as right now he still should be, you you can't ruin your team by putting in a fourth-round pick over Mac over that pick six. So I still think that Mac would be in that game and finish it out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But, man, that was a scary scenario right there. Before halftime, we were down, but – touchdown would have you know slight the lead a little bit going into halftime we ended up winning that game but I don't, I don't really think we won that game I think Zach Wilson himself lost it with a couple brutal second half interceptions that kind of just let the Patriots walk away with that game but dude isn't the NFL crazy this year bro yeah, anybody can be it's like it's honestly like annoying it's kind of annoying at this point because one week the Bills look unstoppable and the Chiefs the best team in the league blah 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 they go to they go to overtime at home against the Titans and Malik Willis when the Titans didn't even get a first down in the second half. Somehow, some way, they make it to overtime, and the Bills go down to the Jets last week after we single like walked over the Jets in that second half a couple weeks ago. It's so unpredictable this year, and it's great for as a fan, but it's also tough because you you don't know who to bet on. You you don't know who to expect to be good. I guess the Eagles are the only consistent team in the NFL right now. Maybe even the Chiefs. But, man, it's been a wild ride so far this year, and anybody can beat anybody. But I do think that the Pats can get their offensive line intact and uh, get their offense going a little bit. Their defense has carried them throughout this half of the season. And if uh, they can put it together on the offensive side of the ball, they can make maybe a nice little run into the playoffs, hopefully. And that's the funny thing, too, is it was it's an offensive league after the past couple of years. It's been You need a mobile quarterback with an arm, and that's going to win you football games. And that's the nature of this league now is – just throwing the ball way more. Defense doesn't matter. Running game, nice to have. But at the end of the day, you need a top quarterback to win. And AFC last before the regular season started, could already tell you that the Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Broncos, all of these teams are supposed to be like, like the AFC West as a whole. The Raiders, everyone is supposed to be nasty in the AFC. Pats were supposed to be like a 5-11 and 11 team or 5-12 and 12 team, 6-11 and 11 or whatever. And just the nature of the league, like the NFC, Seattle, the Giants, the Falcons. Like it's insane. The Bucks are 4-5. and five. The Packers lost to the Lions. Like it is yeah. just – yeah. It, it's crazy. It's the whole league. It's crazy. And after what everyone expected to be this high power, like, you know who's going to be there. And it's not even remotely close to that. So it's fun and exciting. And it still shows that you need a good defense in this league to compete. I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that's, like, the only reason why I still give the Patriots a chance to squeak in those playoffs because if the Jets have a little bit of a collapse, I don't think the Jets will be able to hold true to a playoff spot. And I don't think that the Chargers are going to be able to sneak in there either. Yeah, all the hype for the Chargers in the offseason. I know the battle of injuries with Keaton Allen. And now Mike Williams has the last couple of weeks. But, man, they, they don't look good at all. They, they It's Herbert struggling. I don't know if it's the play calling. Their defense doesn't look all that great. They always do sustain injuries, too, for some reason Reason every year. You know, J.C. Jackson went down for the year a couple of weeks ago and Joey Bose is on the IR and – Probably not going to come back to later and later on in the season, but they—that's an underwhelming team. And there's a lot of underwhelming teams in the league, and we were both very high on the Raiders um, in this off season. And man, uh, good thing we didn't really put any money down on that. Maybe did you? Did you put an AFC favorite on the uh, on the Raiders? A little bit of coin. I played the fifth. <laughs> I I 
the next question. <laughs> We're on to Cincinnati over here. We are, we are on to the bye week. <laughs> we are on to that next question. I um, Yeah, that was bad. Dude, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. The, the, whole, the, league, the whole year doesn't make any sense, man. It's weird. It's so weird this year. There's no – every team is so beatable every other week, and it's it's fun as a fan, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like – you can't really – it's hard to judge it when you lose to a good team because then the next week that good team loses to an even worse team. It's weird. But I did see a stat, which really uh, – I know Max only into his second year, and but it gives me a lot of concern about our offense. And uh, Max, 13 career wins. 11 of those wins, the defense gave up 17 or less points. And in seven of those wins, the defense gave up 10 or less points. So clearly, we've known this now. Our, our offense really isn't that high-powered. But if a team can score 23 points on us, it makes it, our win probability go down by a lot. And I think that comes to a lack of, you know, big play guys in our offense, big offensive threats. Maybe Taekwon, hopefully one day could be that guy. But we really – you look around the league, all the good young teams have star offenses. It's no longer you can win with these plug-and-play guys. You need to go out and get your young quarterback and guy while you're not paying them all that much money. And I know – I don't think the offensive uh, – the receivers and free agency this year, all that much. So if you want to make a big move, you're going to have to give up a lot of trade value for one. But that's, I, you know, it's, it's tough. That's bothering me, though, because you see what happened with the Raiders. They got Devontae Adams. You still – everyone says that you need a high-power wide receiver, a star wide receiver. And you know what? Dude, I agree. Like, you, you do. But at the same time, if you don't – your offensive line doesn't block – yeah. Then, how can your star wide receiver make play? Like Tyquan Thornton gets open. If you see like how they do like the film review of games when they like post some of those Patriots guys, like will post like the sky cam view of play. He gets open deep. He burns people. Oh my god, dude, all the time. But it's just that Mac doesn't have time or doesn't see him. Kendrick Bourne gets open. Mac doesn't yeah. see him. Yeah. So it's more to it than you just need this. It's like, but the thing that sucks with the Patriots offense. And it's not going to change this year, and I just know it won't because there's no way that, like, you just sit down during the bye, you have a good week of practice, and, like, boom, like, whatever you had issues going back to OTAs is going to be fixed. It's not going to be fixed, and it sucks. Your offense runs through Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson. It is all your offense runs through. If you look at the the receptions that the Mm -hmm. major receivers have, Jacoby Myers has 40 catches, and he missed two games this year. I think it was two, yeah. Okay. You know what the second highest Patriots wide receiver has for catching? What is it, like 12? 15. Oh, my God. That's so in that's Stevenson? It's um, Devont. This is just wide receivers. It's Devontae Parker. And then Kendrick Bourne has 14. And then Nelson Aguilar has, like, 12. Oh, my God, man. So, so your offense runs through Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson. And Ramondre Stevenson has put himself in the conversation to be easily a top 10 back in this league. Yep. I think he's pushing to be a top five, in my opinion. I don't think that's too much of a hot take. I just think that he's the one that's carrying this entire Patriots offense. But you got to get the other guys involved. And that starts with the O-line. Yeah. So if you can get this O-line and Patricia – has a lot in his play because the offensive coordinator is also your offensive line coach, which is tough. So if they can just figure out something with that little switch that I mentioned earlier, put on one new right tackle, even though it sucks because you're finally trying to get this guy in a spot and you have him at guard because he's been moving around ever since he's been in the league. But if it's not working, 
you got to just try it. And I think Win at guard, he didn't do a bad job filling in for Cole Strange. And if Andrews comes back to help Cole Strange, then maybe this offensive line will buy Mac more time. And then it's up to Mac to be if he can shut everyone up and shut up all the critics. And he can actually hit these guys and get this whole offense involved. I agree. It all, Like you said, it all starts at the trenches. We've been talking about this all this year and all last year. If the offensive line can hold up. It'll give Mac more time to scan the field and make better decisions with the ball and find the open guy. And I think that's a huge thing about it. But like you said, with Jacoby Myers, if I'm Jacoby, dude, this bye week, I walk in and tell Belichick exactly what you just said with the reception thing, and I demand an extension right now. I'm just waiting and hoping that I see a tweet pop up saying that the Patriots are working with Jacoby Myers on an extension that would sign him as a Patriot for the coming years. Because if he hits free agency, man, I think someone will overbid for us for him. I love Jacoby, and I think he loves being a Patriot. We kind of gave him the opportunity to have the career he has so far. But like you said, he's such a big part of the offense. He's the third down go-to guy for Mac, and he's usually always open in the flats. He gets open, he does his job. And without him or Stevenson, man, this offense would be awful, even worse than it actually is right now, and that's something hard to say. And Myers is a really good route runner too. Everyone he is just, like he's yeah. like a product. Like he just fits in this offense. Like what is the offense? But like why is he? You know, why is he always getting open? Why is he always getting like hit really hard and still coming down with the ball? Like he would work in any offense. He is just a good NFL wide receiver. Yeah, he's gonna get more than sixteen million dollars per year, which is crazy. You look at the stats and everyone's like, I'm not paying Jacoby Myers sixteen million. Watch the film and just imagine if the offense was clicking more. Like, he has a lot in his plate, and he's carrying. He's carrying all the weight in that wide receiver room, and Bill knows that. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get a deal done Saturday. Like, fingers crossed that they're talking right now, and they can work something out, but they really need to pay him, like, a four- or five-year deal. I agree. After. And one thing before we move on to the picks, I don't see a lot of people talking about Matt Judon being a potential uh, defensive player of the year. He leads the league in this with sacks with 11 and a half, doesn't he? He's he does. carrying his defense all. The reason why we're five and four is in a large part of how well Judon's done this year. And if he continues on this pace, dude, he should be top three in voting as a defensive player of the year. They got Micah Parsons and who else, but Judon, I just haven't seen enough talk about him being up there with some of the other guys for defensive player of the year. Well, I don't even think, honestly, I've seen a couple of things like see, like midway season predictions. I have seen Matthew Judon as Defense Player of the Year. Um, so he is getting that respect. My thing on Judon, and it's fingers crossed, uh-huh. is that he comes out next Sunday versus the Jets, and he's still dominating because after what we saw from the bye last year, even though the bye was later in the season, um, he did completely shut down, and he wasn't the same player. But at the same time, the usage for Judon has not been the same as it has been last year. He's been been used way less um, this year than he is last year, believe it or not, which is credit to Bill realizing that, like, you just got to get this guy off the field sometimes. Like, Dietrich-wise has kept up. When Josh Uche is available to play, he's done really well. So, and they did bring up, they did bring Collins back. I know he's played in, like, one game so far this year, but at least, like, other guys are stepping up in that front seven. And another thing, too, with this defense and even though they've been playing pretty well, even though you really, other than Chicago, even though like you haven't really faced like these great offenses, is that you haven't had Barmore. And Duggar's been in and out of the lineup because he's been dealing with an injury. So I think this defense, when they get Barmore back, they'll get Duggar hopefully fully healthy. And this, like, this defense can probably carry this team down the stretch. And the schedule, what we were saying, it's a tough stretch. It doesn't seem so tough anymore. 
other than, in my opinion, Minnesota and obviously Buffalo. But, like, Arizona doesn't scare me. Raiders don't scare me anymore. Um, The Bengals will be a good game, but, like, we've seen that if you can just get to Joe Burrow, which Matthew Judon, if he is continues on this hot streak, we'll be able to get to Joe Burrow many times. So they have, they'll compete in these games. I just hope this, like we've been saying this whole time, hopefully this offense fingers crossed, like makes like 20% progress. I'm not asking for a lot, like just 20% better. I'm not asking for a hundred percent, but like just fix like little, like week by week, just make the adjustments. I I completely agree. And especially as we go later in this year and make a playoff push, the the only reason, the only way we'll get in or have a chance is if the offense does make that 20% increase because something's got to give here. And this is the perfect time to get the team right, especially the offensive line. Like we talked about earlier, it's the bye week Hopefully the boys can figure it out. And one thing before we do move on the picks too, is you got to watch Josh Allen, man, that arm injury. People are saying it's pretty serious. I think the bills are downplaying a little bit. He has missed the last two weeks of practice, uh, not two weeks, the last two days of practice. So I'm not sure what his availability is going to be on Sunday. But that UCL injury, that's like an elbow pitcher's injury that happens in the MLB. Not many quarterbacks suffer that. And it's like a UCL nerve damage injury. So I know he still threw that 70 yard bomb after the injury, but that's one of those things that you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, God. And even when, after that game, when it happened, after a couple of the throws, you saw him holding that, that elbow. And I don't wish injury on anybody, but like that could be a big development. And not only our season to make a push, but like the Dolphins who are still up there in the division and have a game on the Bills this year. So it's crazy. What did you say? The Jets too. The Jets. The have... J- yeah. Who would have thought the AFC East would be the, one of the actually probably the best division in football this year? Um, the Jets, honestly, dude. Like if Brees Hall and yeah Elijah Vera Tucker did not get hurt for the Jets, this Jets team, like I thought we were going to lose to the Jets if Brees Hall and Tucker didn't get hurt for them because. Sauce Gardner, dog. He like, is a dog. They, he's like, too. He's been awesome. Mosley has been healthy for this team. They got a good front seven. They they got a good defense. And like that, the only reason why I think the Pats will beat him again is just because Belichick does have Zach Wilson's number. Um, the only reason why I give him chance. But like AFC East, it's going to be fun. I think the like you said, I think the Josh Allen injury is more than what they're leading on to. But you have to play it like that because you don't want to calm up for the year you don't want anything to know but the bills definitely won't be the same they won't be like that high power offense i think you're gonna be able to like limit them a little bit more just because of that ucl injury i agree uh what do you say we move on to the picks yeah and then while we're getting into like we talked about with how the league is and everything dude the sheets are so hard Oh, it's not. It's like you almost get your better opportunity to win more if you just close your eyes and pick a random team. It right. took me twenty. It took me like twenty to twenty-five minutes to do this. I there's yeah. games I, that I don't know what to do, and I, yeah. I don't. I can't confidently tell you. I only circled three confident games. It, it's like you're almost better. I think you might be even thinking about it too much. You're just better off letting just writing with your left hand and closing your eyes and say, I'll circle this team and hope for the best because that's all you can really do right now with the way the league's going this year. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. But to start off, let's do it. Um, we got Tampa Bay at home hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Bucks are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you got, buddy? Uh, well, I still to this day will never be, uh, bet against Tom Brady. I do like Seattle a lot, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
really good team. I love Geno Smith. I love the the rookies for Pete Carroll's team has been playing on real this year. Pete Carroll had a great draft. It just seems like Russell Wilson was the problem there. Kenneth Walker's a stud. He's I a stud against Brady, so I had to take Bucks two and a half. But I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle pulls off the upset. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I completely agree with you. Uh, I got Bucks minus two and a half, but I think this game's going to be real close. I would take Seattle if Brady, if it wasn't Brady, and uh, after that comeback late final minute win against the Rams last week, Brady, I think hopefully maybe that team found new life and that gave them a spark to keep their season going. But this might be a real good game because Seattle actually is legit this year, and it's crazy to see. Um, second game on the list, Tennessee is at home hosting the Denver Broncos. The Titans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you like? I do like Tennessee. I don't think Denver coming off a bye is going to make any miraculous changes. I just, it's I don't like Russell Wilson, man. And Tennessee's defense, they re, this team really loves Mike Vrabel. He doesn't have a good roster, but this team really likes to compete for him. He's one hell of a coach. Derrick Henry is back to form. He's such a stud. Um, I know they're getting trailing Burks back too. Denver traded Bradley Chubb to Miami, which fuck you, Denver, for doing that. <laughs> Um, but I got to take Tennessee three and a half. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee here too. I think I saw Tannehill practice today, and he should be fully healthy for Sunday. Uh, like you said, they're a gritty team. They go around variable. Uh, they're they're not a tough. They're a very tough team to face. And I don't have a lot of faith in Denver. But until Denver shows me something different with that offense, and Russ finally ends up cooking at one point, uh, I got to roll with Tennessee here. Uh, next game, Kansas City's at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs are the nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you got? I got to take Jacksonville, to be completely honest with you. Um, I do – Kansas City I obviously will win the game. It's at home. But Jacksonville is like a tough little team. I know they have some bad weeks, but lately Trevor Lawrence has been playing pretty solid ever since the Jaguars traded ETN – not ETN, sorry, James Robinson to the Jets. And ETN has been getting the workload. That, that offense has been a lot better. Um, I think nine and a half, especially that we've seen how this league has been this year, is too many points. So I had to take Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I feel like Jacksonville's that sneaky kind of team when they get down big, they can kind of not come fully back, but they kind of make it a game in a lot of their games. And they, their record doesn't show for how good they actually are. I think they're kind of a scrappy young team, and ETN's really found his form over the last few weeks. He's been great. But I got Kansas City in this one. I just – I don't know. I, it's tough to bet against Mahomes at home. They, that team can score 40 points any week they want. And I think Jacksonville's good, but I don't know if they'll do enough to cover this, especially if Kansas City gets out to like a 21 nothing lead, which they easily could with Mahomes because he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, next game, Buffalo at home hosting the Minnesota Vikings. And Buffalo was the six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? I got Minnesota. Yeah. Um... Obviously, this is pre-Josh Allen, um, but I think I would have taken Minnesota anyway, to be completely honest with you, because it's not a primetime game. Minnesota is one of the best teams in the league. They No one's talking about Minnesota, and I don't understand why, because Minnesota has the second-best record in the league behind Philly, and Minnesota only lost to Philly, yep. if I'm not mistaken, and right. no one's talking about Minnesota. And Kirk, you see Kirk Cousins dance. He's got the chains. They got Kevin O'Connell as their head coach. They're vibing right now. And even if Josh Allen injury, which is probably not going to play this week, I still would have taken Minnesota, but give me Minnesota anyways. I agree with you. Josh Allen or not, I think Minnesota, if Josh Allen was playing, I don't know if they win, but I think they cover. But now that Allen probably won't play, 
I think Minnesota's going to win outright. There's just something different with that team this year. Their offense is finally clicking. Kirk's having a great year. And Buffalo, even we knew it last year, too, they're streaky. You know, there was a couple games last year. That they lost to the Jaguars and a couple other weird games. And some weeks they look like the most unstoppable team in football. And other weeks they just they kind of blow up sometimes. But I like the Vikings here. I think overall they're a good team, 7-1. and one. They're not going to be an easy challenge for the Pats come Thanksgiving. But uh, we'll wait and see. But I do like the, the track that Minnesota's on right now. Uh, next game, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are hosting the Saints. The Saints are the three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Who do you got? I got Pittsburgh. I mean, this is one of those games that it's like it's it's a toss up, man. And I got to take the underdog at home. Pittsburgh is coming off a bye. Mike Tomlin is a good head coach, so he's definitely got to get these boys ready. New Orleans did get exposed a little bit by Baltimore. They still got Andy Dalton as their certain quarterback. So I mean, I just I had to take the points, and I had to go Pittsburgh. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Home underdog getting points. Uh, Pittsburgh's a scrappy team. But if I was uh, if I was taking betting advice from both of us right now, I wouldn't even worry about this game, and I would just bet the under because both of these offenses struggle. Michael Thomas is going to be out for the rest of the year. I know Kamara can have a big game whenever, but other than that, not a lot of star power between these two teams. But I like Pittsburgh as the home underdog here just because they're gritty. they got a good defense, and they can probably force a couple turnovers on Andy Dalton and uh, make it a good game. Uh, next game on the list, Chicago at home, hosting the Detroit Lions. Chicago only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? So I'm rolling with Chicago. I know Detroit is coming off a impressive NFC North statement win against the Packers. I think just every team in the NFC North just wants to beat the crap out of the Packers. And I'm glad Detroit did get that win against Aaron Rodgers. Um, I had to take Chicago. Man, Justin Fields looks so good, and I'm so happy for him because – it's he's has the talent he showed in Ohio State and he just deserves better and his offensive line was crap last year it wasn't great at the beginning of this year but Chicago he's running the ball man he ran 173 yards against Miami he looks like a real NFL quarterback he's fun to watch I don't think Detroit's going to be able to keep up with him so I gotta take Chicago yeah, I'm going Chicago here, too, for basically the same reasons. You said Justin Fields looks legit. He's very fun to watch. He's running on all around these defenses over the last month. He's been – I think he's been QB uh, QB one of fantasy over the last four weeks. He's kind of finding his own form right now, I think, compared to last year and the beginning of this year. He was kind of reluctant to use his legs, but now that he's starting to run around the pocket and extend plays with his legs and just take off, he it makes it much harder to stop. But we saw it firsthand a few weeks ago how elusive this guy is and how hard he is to tackle in open field. And I think he's just all around a playmaker. Uh, but I will shout out the Lions over that big win over the Packers. That was huge for Dan Campbell on that team. But I like Chicago in this one. Next game, uh, Miami's at home hosting the Cleveland Browns. Miami is the four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? I got to go Miami. Um, I just don't know. I don't understand the four and a half. To me, I think Miami is a lot better than I, maybe what they're getting credit for. I know they played Chicago close, but they. I think that Chicago is just a lot better than what they're getting credit for. I don't think that Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns are going to be able to keep up with the Dolphins and the Bailey Zappi torched the Cleveland Browns defense. I don't know why Tua, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle can't, so I got to take Miami four and a half. Yeah, see, I'm going Cleveland here, and this was one of the picks that I said, you know what, the NFL is so weird this year, I could see the Browns beating the Dolphins just because of that. Uh, there's a reason why this line is close. Vegas usually knows things that we, we don't expect. I do think this could be a good game. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami does run away with it. 
But Nick Chubb, they can, he can carry that offense, you know, let the clock tick and keep the ball out of Tua and that great offense's hands. And I think this game will be closer than we all think. I think Miami ends up winning it, but the Browns do enough to cover. So give me Cleveland in this one. Next game, the Giants are at home hosting the Houston Texans. The Giants are the six-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like? So I did have to take the Giants. Um, I think Houston is pretty good with Damian Pierce. I think that's like basically all they got. I think Brandon Cooks is upset, and he's done with this team for not trading them. I don't blame him. Um, I think that the Giants are coming off a bye, and they got time to rest up a little bit, and they still got to fight for a playoff spot. I think that the Giants could squeak one out by seven. I don't think that's a crazy spread for them. Give me the Giants. Yeah, I like the Giants here too. Uh, Houston, they're they're. What did they play a couple weeks ago? Oh, the, the Eagles on Thursday night football. They started the game off real hot in that first half, and the Eagles ran away with it. I think Houston's scrappy enough to hang with some good teams for a little bit during games, but uh, the better teams usually end up running away after Mills starts to throw a couple picks. I like the Giants in this one. Saquon's going to have a day, and I know Damian Pierce on the other side for the Texans is real good, but the Texans, they don't really want to win these games. They want to tank for better draft picks. So give me the Giants. Next game, uh, the Raiders are at home hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Raiders are the six-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? I had to go Indy. Saturday, huh? You're doing it. Uh, no, I think that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible signing. I don't understand that at all. Um, I don't know. You got, like, John Fox, and you got Reggie Wayne. You got guys who are already on your staff, and you just call. You're, like, all like all pro center that had, like, a two-and-four or, like, terrible high school football uh, coaching record. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I think Indy has a good defense. We saw that this past Sunday. Um, they might go back to Matt Ryan. Jonathan Taylor is going to be healthy. I'm not saying that just because all these, you know, coaches got fired, et cetera, that Indy is going to make a playoff run. But Vegas lost Darren Waller. They lost Hunter Renfro. We've seen what Vegas has sadly been this year, and I think that's too many points. So I got to take Indy. I know. It's like the Pats hiring Dante Hightower. Belichick got fired. It's crazy. And when I saw that, I thought it was a fake tweet because – all with all this stuff, Elon buying Twitter, you can't really tell who's verified or not anymore. But uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going with Vegas here. This is a tough matchup and kind of a lot of points for the Raiders who have been struggling. But offensively, last week, Devontae Adams had one of his better weeks in the last month. He went off for a couple touchdowns and a bunch of yards. And I know that overall their team hasn't been good, but you still got Josh Jacobs. You got Devontae. And uh, I don't think Indy can score regardless. And the Vegas, they've blown some big leads in the later late of games. Uh, they've blown like three. 10 point or more leads in fourth quarters of this year. Their record should be better than what it is right now, two and seven or whatever. I don't think they're as bad as their record, and I, I like them winning this game by a lot. They kind of need to, Derek Carr needs to win this game for his reputation, and McDaniels needs this for his coaching reputation as well. Because if he loses this one, he'll be on the hot seat. I, maybe they'll give him another year or so with this team, but man, that's, that's not going to look good if they start two and eight this year. So give me the Raiders. Uh, next one Dallas is visiting Green Bay. At home, uh, Green Bay is at home. Dallas is the five and a half point favorite. Who do you like? Mike McCarthy returning back to oh, Lambo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta, I gotta take Dallas, man. Um, Green Bay is just a mess. They really are missing. Um, what you call it, Devontae Adams. I know Aaron Jones is hurt. Um, you just come off a tough loss against Detroit. Dallas has an elite defense. Dak is back. Um, 
I gotta take Dallas, man. I don't think Green Bay is good. And I could have we could have all told you that in the beginning of the year. If you don't have Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard's not a number one. They don't have any playmakers, so yeah. Dallas' defense is gonna torch Rodgers. You know, all the all the hype for AJ Dillon in the offseason has been pretty underwhelming too. He hasn't done much at all this year. But uh with that being said, dude, I I I can't bet against the Packers in this one. They're home underdogs. Five and a half points is a lot, and I know they haven't been playing well, but this is Dallas. If Green Bay actually loses to Dallas and Rodgers goes down, then you'll then it's time to panic because Rodgers owns the Cowboys. He beats them, beat them in the playoffs. He breaks their hearts. Something always goes wrong for Dallas against Green Bay. I think this is just a lot of points here, and Green Bay's at home, and this is a must-win game for them because they drop to what three and what are they right now? Three and six. Three, three and five. six. Dude, they 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 drop to three and seven. It's over. It might be Jordan Love time. This is a major, major must win. Whoa, 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 whoa. Three and seven, what do you what do you got to lose? What are you doing here? What uh, are you... You're not gonna bench a quarterback that you just gave fifty million dollars a oh, year. Oh, the the quarterback that's complaining about all his young wide receivers. All right, we're moving right now. to the next game. The I, next... I'm just saying, listen, I'm feeling I'm feeling the love right now, all right? I'm feeling the love. Give me Green Bay and the points. Come on, let's let's not overthink I, this. I get why you took Green Bay, but it's not Jordan Love time. I, uh, there's there's some love in the air. There's no, no that's not love. That's just, that's just, I don't even know what that is. Go hey, on. To the next I, I'm just trying to stir the pot. I'm trying Go to on to the, the next one. <laughs> well, when he's when he takes over in week 13, you'll you'll come back and say, Adam, you were right. On to the next one. Uh, <laughs> Rams at home hosting the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are the three and a half point favorite. Who do you like? Normally, I would take the Rams because I. Do not like the Arizona Cardinals. I told you that the Arizona Cardinals are poopy. I told you that Kyler Murray is poopy. For some reason, everyone still thinks that he is a top 10 quarterback and that this team is good. But I had to take him this week because Matthew Stafford has not practiced all week. Um, that's pretty much the only reason why. And if you're getting points and the other team does not have their starting quarterback, that he probably won't play because of a concussion. And the Rams don't look good this year either. But I had to take Arizona. Yeah, I'm going Arizona now, too. Uh, I haven't watched much of their hard knocks, but I did see a clip of uh, Kyler and Hopkins kind of arguing on the sideline. But the Rams are in shambles right now. I know they're at home. Three and a half isn't that much. And I don't know how this game is going to go. It could be low scoring because the Rams do have a good defense. But Stafford and that offense do not look anywhere near how they looked last year. And I think Arizona has some better playmakers on their side of the ball. Hopkins is getting going. Kyler can turn up any game he wants with his legs. And I just think they're on a better uh, trajectory right now in this season. So give me the Cardinals and the points. Uh, Next game, San Fran is at home hosting the L.A. Chargers. San Fran is a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you got? I got the Chargers. Um, I think seven-and-a-half is way too many points for this game. It is a primetime game. I think the NFL really needs better primetime matchups, and they need – not saying this is not a bad matchup because this is a good matchup, but you need closer primetime games. Mm-hmm. This game's going to be a lot closer. I don't think that Justin Herbert's going to lose by more than seven um, on primetime, no matter who's out there for him. Uh, you still have Austin Eckler. Um, Joshua Palmer doesn't seem that bad for them. I don't know if Keenan Allen's going to play. I don't know. If, I don't think Mike Williams is going to play, but I know the 49ers are lethal with McCaffrey now. Um, and Debo and Kittle and all of that. And I think that the 49ers have a good chance to play in that NFC Championship game, but I just think it's too many points, so I had to take the Chargers. Yeah, I agree here. Chargers, 7.5, that is a lot of points. I do think San Fran will win this game, especially at home. And with McCaffrey, they look like a Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC. Them and the Eagles are kind of the only two teams that I really have some good faith in right now to make a run. Maybe even the Vikings too, but other than that, the NFC is very weak. Uh, I think this is a get-right game for the Chargers. They really have looked off, especially Herbert. 
all year long coming into the season, you thought Herbert would be in the MVP conversations, but I know there's a lot of injuries like we touched on earlier on that team, but something's got to give here. I like the Chargers and all those points, so uh, give me L.A. And uh, for our Monday night matchup and the last pick on the sheet, Philadelphia is at home hosting the Washington Commanders. Uh, Philly is the 10.5-point favorite. Who do you like? I think Washington's only chance to um, have a chance in this game is to run the ball and run the ball effectively. That's the one weakness that the Eagles have. I know Jordan Davis for them is out for a couple more weeks. They still got Fletcher Cox. They still have a good defense. Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level. A.J. Brown, big addition to that team. Um, I just think Philly is too good. I think I don't think Washington and Taylor Heineke are going to compete. So give me uh, Philly 10 and a half. Yeah, I like Philly too. I, I think if I had a pick right now, Jalen Hurts is probably probably my MVP. The way that team looks, they're undefeated. They're the best team in football. And both sides of the roster are very, very good. They make a lot of plays. And Hurts has been able to run the ball and control that offense better than I or anybody could really ever expect uh, before the season in Washington. Yeah, they're scrappy. The game might be like be a seven-point game at halftime. But I think Philly runs away with this and wins big. So give me the Eagles. It's kind of sad, man. We don't have a uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, no, no Patriot predictions or preview or no Mac. It's it's a it's the one year, the one uh, week a year where we're like, oh man, how do how do we end this? You well, know, we can end it by just hoping that Buffalo takes an L, which it looks like there's a good possibility that happens. Maybe like you said, Cleveland pulls off an upset. And the AFC, you take those losses for the Pats. And then if you beat the Jets, you put yourself right in the contention to maybe win the AFC East. And hopefully during the bye week, which we're already halfway through, Jacoby Myers gets a contract, Bills and Miami lose. And Matt Patricia and Mac Jones are best friends and they figure out this offense. Yeah, boys, let's figure this out. Let's get the offense going, especially the O-line. Let's... Figure everything out you got to do. The defense has done its job up to this point. But if you want to make a real run and be a real team in this league, you got to start scoring points and looking much better on offense. And I have faith in it. I'm not giving up just yet. The defense is carrying us so far. And if Mac can, you know, take take even a little baby step and, you know, elevate this offense, especially the receivers and the protection can get a little bit better, I think we can uh, make a little run at this, especially with the way the NFL is shaping up this year. Yeah, no, 100%, man. So, you know, it'll be a good week 10 of football. We don't have to worry about – we don't have to worry about a win. We don't have to worry about a loss. All we can do is watch this crazy week 10 of the NFL season unfold. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to continue to check out the Two Minute Drill Instagram page. Even though we haven't been as active as recent past, we promise that we will try our best to promote more Patriots content on there. And thank you guys for listening.